This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Are there mismatches in qualifications uh, versus what's actually available? We have people who want to do certain work, but it's just not there. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. Uh, for information about gender-affirming hysterectomies. Okay, so gender-affirming hysterectomy. I've been in touch with quite a few hospitals, um, and a lot of them, well, they said they won't do it for, for my 16-year-old, um, and then I was told that this hospital might, and I also saw it on your website. Um, so if you guys do... Uh, do it for a 16 year old I'll, I would be happy for you know to come for a consultation or whatever it takes let me get you over to the operator and I hate to transfer you I just I just need to want to know if if you guys do service that age you know before obviously before coming you know coming all the way for an in-person consult and going through all the paperwork well, and everything. Yeah, it depends. And each department is different. Some some departments cut off at 18. How old, how old is your patient? 16. Okay. All right. So they're in the clear. I'll email the um, Dr. Call and see what we can. Okay. In the meantime, if you still want me to transfer you, I can still transfer you to surgery. So the shocking thing about this audio that we just played, and this is from the creator of Libs of TikTok, who was subsequently banned, apparently, from social i i think almost all social media at this point substack is really i think one of the only places that she can go her name was outed viciously by the washington post the shocking thing about this audio it should be shocking to everyone is that this is a hospital saying yeah all the stuff that you write online of course we'll totally do quote-unquote gender affirming hysterectomies which i don't even know what that mean is supposed to mean doesn't sound like you're affirming gender uh, we do all these surgeries on minors. That's not the shocking thing. The shocking thing, apparently, is that you now know about it. How dare the creator of Libs of TikTok tell you that a hospital is doing completely experimental, unnecessary surgery on minors for gender dysphoria. And she's being blamed for everything and, and, and kicked off the Internet, all kinds of stuff. Joining me now, Seth Dillon is the CEO of Babylon B and Libs of TikTok, and he joins me. I was, I, Seth, I thought you'd be joining me for some, from some like bunker instead of just a regular office building, considering all the hate that's coming y'all's way. This, this is truly extraordinary because I, I think if we lived in a rational world, the story would be why in the world are hospitals 
this is medical abuse. This is this is some kind of, you know, a quasi appeal to authority. We're these we're doctors, so we know better than you. We're going to perform unnecessary surgery and pump these these teenagers full of hormones without even knowing the full extent of the consequences of those actions. That's not the story. The story is how dare you all talk about it? Get, talk to me a little bit about this. Is she back? Is she is is Libs of TikTok able to be even back on Twitter yet? No, not yet. Still locked out temporarily. <laughs> That's insane. So, yeah, the suspension was for seven days. They didn't really specify why other than to say violations of hateful conduct. This is apparently hateful conduct to talk about these things, to draw these things to people's attention. We're trying to understand how that's the case. This is this is coming from a place of concern for children who are too young to be able to consent to procedures. Like, first of all, I don't think these procedures should be done on anybody. This is doing irreversible damage to people's bodies, but to be doing it to minors is incredible. And you're absolutely right. The outrageous thing here is that instead of being upset about the fact that these hospitals are advertising these procedures to children and confirming that they do them when you call them and ask about it, people are outraged that we talked about it, that we reported on it. And this is the thing is, is all these attacks that are coming out, Libs of TikTok are saying Libs of TikTok is spreading misinformation and that's now leading to violence at clinics and these threats on these clinics. And it's just, it's shocking to me that they're, that they're going to lie and take that tack too. I mean, you heard the recording for yourself, right? This is what the hospital said. We have the screenshots of the hospital's website. So if, if you want to say that somebody's putting misinformation out there, if the hospital staffers are lying and their website is incorrect, accuse the hospital of putting out misinformation, not us for reporting on what the hospital told us. That's a great point. We're talking with Seth Dillon, CEO of Babylon B and Libs of TikTok. Because the the misinformation and that's all that that uh, that's all libs of TikTok has ever done is simply take what other people have posted and what exists on like the Boston Children's Hospital website and put it out there. She had linked to, uh, and I think this is I don't know if this is one of the tweets that was supposed to had been had, that she had to delete or something to that effect. We had it on the show last week where there was uh, maybe it was Boston Medical, maybe it was their their Children's Hospital where they were saying that they they do this hormone therapy uh, for gender affirmation, which is still such an Orwellian word. But yet in the same statement, they also admit that there are really no long-term studies done. They're just beginning now to look at what the effects of this hormonal treatment will be. But yet they're telling everyone it's safe and therefore it's a legitimate, effective medical treatment. And she accurately pointed out, how can you say this when you also say that you have no evidence at all whatsoever to support your claim that it's safe? There's no studies done on this. That's not medicine or science, but she's the violent one. This is experimentation is what it is. The children who are undergoing these procedures right now are the study. That's the, We're going to find out 10 years from now how this actually impacts children in their lives, what they go on to deal with in terms of depression, suicide rates regret. Um, and you're already seeing a lot of it. I mean, you, it's not hard to find people who are posting online about how these, these are, they have deep regrets about going through with these procedures. And so there's, there's a lot of harm and damage being done. They haven't fully figured out exactly what the impact of all of this is. All they, all they know is and the drum that they keep beating is this is the affirming, loving, compassionate thing to do. Just affirm these children and whatever. And what I think is really like evil about all of this is that the reason so many of these kids are confused about their gender is because they've been influenced to be confused about their gender. So we're actually foisting this confusion on them and then saying the answer to it is life-altering, irreversibly damaging surgery that's going to change and destroy their lives. So we're, we're creating the problem and then, and then compounding the problem by offering what's not actually a solution. 
So uh, I don't know. I think the whole thing is really sick and crazy. And it's absolutely a sign of the clown world that we're living in, that you can object to this stuff on moral grounds and say, hey, look, I think this is wrong. I think it's bad that it's happening. Here's what's actually happening. Here's what you need to know about. And simply showcasing that and putting it out there to the world, like you said, libs of TikTok just takes what's out there and presents it to everyone so they can see it. Yeah. We're just holding it up. We're holding it up so you can look at it. It's not like we're we're calling for anyone to do it. We're not even calling for protests. No. We haven't said, go protest this hospital. We're just saying, this is what's happening at this hospital. I've never seen anything more or- Orwellian unfold than not only how you guys are fact-checked, how Babylon Beast fact-checked, but also how <laughs> Libs of TikTok is attacked because it just simply an account that reposts previously publicly posted information. To your point, Seth, I, a story out today, Florida Medicaid sees soar, see soaring increase of kids receiving puberty blockers, hormones, and irreversible surgery. Rates of children taking puberty blockers has increased nearly 270%, according to Florida Medicaid data. Mm. Is this the influence? Is it an influence that we're seeing on social media? Is it of, of Hollywood entertainment? Is it all of it? I mean, clearly, it. yeah, I mean, because we... I don't remember growing up with stuff like this. No, it's uh, it's trendy. It's absolutely trendy. It's popular. Um, you know, you've got you've now got parents that have multiple kids. Oh, all three of our kids are trans at the age of three, four, and five. It's it's just it's unbelievably trendy. And it, you know, Bill Maher made a, a joke about this. You know, he's half joking because he's taking it very seriously. He thinks it's terrible. But he made a comment about this. You know, it's like. Are we how is it that all of a sudden all these kids are born in the wrong body all of a sudden overnight we have all these kids born in the wrong body is it really just that we're more accepting now or are we actually influencing these kids mm. and that's the point i'm making is that we are very aggressively and by we i mean as a society not myself i would discourage this every step of the way but as a society as a culture in the entertainment industry on of course on TikTok, uh but even with parents and these teachers at these schools are the books that we're that we're presenting to them, the entertainment that we're presenting to them, we're pushing this as if it's a really great thing and more people should. It's like we're trying to make as many kids trans as possible. You bring up and a really good point. And then we're putting them point. on these paths to go through surgeries and, and have to be on medication for the rest of their lives to try to, you, you know, uh, adapt their bodies to being the other sex, which is not even possible. You have to just keep pumping yourself with hormones. So i just think it's i think i think it's terrible and it and, and what's what's really really wrong about it is is this uh is the suggestion that the people who are objecting to it uh are somehow motivated by hatred okay you know this this idea that we're motivated by hatred we, we hate the the lgbtq community because we're, we're objecting to this stuff this is about behavior this is about evil behavior that we're objecting to that's doing real world harm to children yeah that's what we're objecting to it's why we object to drag shows for children for example this is sexualizing and negatively influencing and corrupting innocent children it has nothing to do with the identity of the person who's doing it, whether they're gay or straight, whether they're trans. Who cares? It's, they can yeah, be whatever they want. It's wild. It's the and, and, the, and the children of presence at drag shows, it's almost like kids are used as a modern day indulgence. However many kids you bring to a, a, a drag show, like in Roanoke, down the highway from me in Texas, however many kids you bring, apparently that raises your your value in the in the woke scold community a couple of bars because it just proves your commitment to the cause. You brought up a really right. good point. We're talking to Seth Dillon, CEO babylon b uh and libs of tiktok if you're listening across the country hundreds of affiliates or watching the simulcast on the first or youtube you acceptance 
used to mean you used to have tolerance and acceptance. And at some point in the past, like 15, 20 years, tolerance became to mean acceptance. And you just said something interesting a bit ago. You were talking about influence and acceptance, because now it seems as though acceptance means influence, that unless you're part of either supporting or somehow assisting in the influence in some way, then you are phobic of you were transphobic or whatever phobic now. What 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 do you think about that? Because it seems there's no that line. It seems like that line's disappeared. Acceptance is now influence. Yeah. Well, all of it. I mean, the, the, the hijacking of terms like tolerance, you know, tolerance is supposed to mean bearing with something that you find uh, unbearable, but you tolerate it. You know, you, 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 you deal with it, you cope with it, even though it's something that you don't affirm necessary. Tolerance has nothing to do with affirmation, right? right. Um, I tolerate, you know, the fact that my tag on my shirt is itching me right now just to get cut through the day off, until dude. I just can change my shirt. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it should. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it, it's really, it's really messed up, um, how we're, we're, we're trying to position these things where we're, we're changing the meanings of these terms. And the reason that they're doing this, it's, you know, it's, it's very clear to me. I think it's self-evidently clear that the strategy here is to uh, sideline and silence anybody who opposes any of this stuff on any level. If you voice any concerns, any of, of objections, um, unless you're affirming and celebrating these things, then yes, you fall into that camp of people who are hateful. And the, and, the, and the big tech uh, policies, you know, on hateful conduct, they're very clear. You engage in hateful conduct, you're gone. So it's, it's a really easy path for them to go down to say, hey, look, we don't like this criticism. We want these things to move forward without criticism. Mm. So we'll just simply paint with, a, with a, a, a broad brush everybody who objects to it on any level, even if they're objecting to the behavior itself because they think it's bad behavior. Uh, we're going to we're going to call them hateful. We're going to call them bigots. We're going to say that, that what, what they want is for people to die. And that's why they're objecting to this is because they want violent protesters to show up and kill everyone involved in what's happening. It's like, look, we don't want kids to be corrupted. We don't want kids to be sexualized. We don't want kids to be mutilated by surgeons before they're old enough to make decisions like that, that have permanent lasting implications for their lives. That's what we don't want. That's what we're objecting to. You can't paint that as hatred, but they do. They do. Yeah. They do try to paint it as hatred, and it's all about speech control and protecting their narrative and their agenda that they're trying to advance from any criticism whatsoever. Yeah. That's if, what this is. If about. It was about love from their point. They would have made sure that the stuff that they were doing at the bare minimum was safe. I, which I'm still, I, right. I'm right with you. I agree with you a thousand percent on it. But they don't even make it make it safe. I have to ask you about this headline from Vice talking with Seth Dillon. Apparently, libs of TikTok is helping the helping the Kremlin boost anti LGBTQ disinformation. I would say, Seth. That because Putin drinks water and you drink water, why are you helping the Kremlin? I mean, it's just such a lame association. Yeah, um, I haven't even talked to Putin since yesterday. I mean, this is pretty <laughs> ridiculous. You know, it's, come on. Um, I, they're really reaching. I, it, the fact that they would go for like the Russia, like we're colluding with Russia now, just just like Trump. Like when after all that that narrative has been through where they've tried to advance that and, they've, and it, it just hasn't worked, the fact that they're falling back on that really kind of reeks of desperation to mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. I just think it's funny. I, I don't even have a response to that one other than to say, that's comical. That guy's a clown. I can't um, believe this guy got but, paid to write this piece. I mean, this is like Fisher-Price journalism. This is so bad. It's, it's just... It's, it's terrible. But but the story that was coming out last night, you know, about this hospital, that, yes. that um, this D.C. hospital that... Or, I'm sorry, the Boston hospital... Um, that was threatened with a bomb, apparently. 
Um, and then, and, it, know, yeah, that it, was a false claim. Were there any apologies given for that? No. Well, what happened was, yes, yeah, somebody anonymously called in a threat and they, they, they checked it out. They cleared it out. There was no bomb. It was a fake bomb threat. Um, anonymous, an, anonymously called into the police or the hospital. I'm not sure which. It's not, it's not abundantly clear. Um, but everybody was quick to say, oh, well, this is because of these far right groups like of TikTok that are condemning these hospitals practices. Um, they wanted this to happen. The blood will be on their hands. Um, I would bet money. In fact, I would bet a substantial, a meaningful amount of money that whoever called in that tip is somebody who's trying to advance this narrative that we are inciting violence. I believe this was an unhinged leftist who called in that tip. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe for a second that it was like one of our followers who was inspired. This is a children's hospital where our concern is for children. Our followers concern is for children, the well-being of children. We're not threatening hospitals. We're not trying to blow up hospitals and get people to show up there and, and plant bombs. Yeah. I, I highly, highly, highly doubt that it was anybody who's a supporter of Libs of TikTok who made this phone call. I think it was an unhinged yeah. leftist. Yeah, none of you are uh, anti-crisis pregnancy center advocates. So, yeah, that's you know, we're out of time at this point, but we'd love to have you back. Seth Dillon with Babylon B and Libs of TikTok. Keep doing what you're doing and shining the light. Even though they try to put it out, we appreciate all Thank your. Thank you, I, I appreciate you having me come on to uh, to give our side of it. Of course, as always, Seth Dillon, everybody, Babylon B. Make sure you go and the fact checks are hysterical of their satire. I love it, <laughs> Seth. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your Thank week. You. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe and your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Everybody, bow your heads, throw up some words, pour a little out for E. Bryant Crutchfield. The, oh, you don't know who Mr. Crutchfield is? I'm sorry. He invented the best folder system in the world, the Trapper Keeper. If you are a child of the 80s or the 90s or just simply an admirer of nostalgia as it relates to school items, then you know Mr. Crutchfield. His brainchild, the Trapper Keeper, became a ubiquitous presence in school hallways across America. The Trapper Keeper inventor was 85 years old. He had been on hospice in Marietta, Georgia. I legit purchased two Trapper Keepers, original ones like remade, you know, because I love them so much. Everything else just absolutely is horrible to compare to the Trapper Keeper. So God bless you, dude, for making wonderful covers, including Lisa Frank stuff for all of my folders when I was in school. Uh, also, millennials apparently are the poorest generation and they are getting poorer since the last recession. Th- this is from the National Bureau of Economic Research. 
They said that their average wealth was lower than any other generation in 2016. The key event was the 2007 recession. Because right as they were, and this was this was right as some of the younger millennials were entering the workforce, they had tons of student debt, which actually complicates it so much. That's the majority of the problem. And fewer opportunities because of the economic problems. So it was a one-two punch. And then in 2010, it was made even worse by the nationalization of the student loans. 75% are failing CDC exercise standards and no one cares. And by the way, how many... My dad used to love to hunt in the Poconos when we lived in Scranton. How many deer bear wearing Kevlar vests? Huh? Not a joke. Sorry, I just it's never good when it's at the start of the show and you can't even get it together. I knew there was going to be a downside to playing this audio. Oh my gosh, my eyes are watering. Oh my gosh, please waterproof mascara. Hold on, hold on. Welcome back to the show, third hour. Dana last year with you. I was I was looking for that. In um, his speech, because I have the, the, the transcript, and he, dude, I, think about it, what are we doing? I mean, my dad loved to hunt in the Poconos. How many deer or bear wear Kevlar vests? Not a joke. Golly, man. So that's not how ballistics work by the way like audio sound by 10 can we just (sighs) i go ahead without comment just let it go you realize the bullet out of an ar-15 travels five times as rapidly as a bullet shot out of any other gun except it it doesn't though but you know you keep doing what you're doing it's not really how any of that works. That's not how ballistics work at all. Um, not at all. This is part of his thing where he decides, you know, I know that we have a horrible economy, but we need to focus on something that doesn't even actually pull well for Democrats. Gun control. That's not, um, first off, there's nothing more special about the AR-15 than any other firearm. He thinks it makes the bullet spit out faster. Right? That's the that's what I'm... Yeah. I mean, I keep looking at the transcript. I'm like, that's not really... He didn't do it, did he? But he did. He did. Yeah, that's not at all how um, that works. It doesn't work that way. That's not how ballistics work. It doesn't, doesn't make it shootier. Because it's, they, everybody has, every barrel has rifling. There's no, that's not, no, that is not how that works at all. <sighs> Tribes are than any other gun. That's no, that's not, that's not accurate. We have so much audio from this, uh, from his remarks yesterday. Look, he, you know, he's talking about, he was making fun of everybody and talking about F-15s. 
the I mean, if, if I can have an F-15, I just got to figure out. I'm already like, how can I reconfigure my driveway to park it? Like, where am I even going to land it? We got some big old church parking lots around here. You know, maybe I could, you know, some big, big one down the road in Keller. Maybe just get that one. I don't know. I mean, just land my F-15 there. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to figure out how to do that. Um, but long story short, Okay, I guess we can have F-15s now. If he, if they don't think, he actually believes that, well, you, if any government, and I, I had a friend of mine that made this point, and I, I want to read it accurately, make sure. Her name's, I am Leah. She says, the government telling you that you don't need guns because they'll just crush you with other weapons is exactly the point at which you need guns. Exactly. Thank you. I completely agree. Okay, so I also want to play... <laughs> I want to play this audio soundbite six. Now, before I play this, remember what we said yesterday, the Lindsey Graham audio where he was saying because of the double standard between the Trump situation and information and Hillary Clinton, that people would riot over a difference in treatment. That's what he specifically said. We play the audio. We broke it down. This is how Biden purposely mischaracterized it. President McUnity Cheesehead yesterday. You hear some of my friends in the other team talking about political violence and how it's necessary. Think about this now. Did any of you think, even as old as I am, you've ever been in an election where we talk about it's appropriate to use force, political violence in America? It's never appropriate. Never. Period. Never, never, never. uh, No one called for that. Necessary? No No one said... No one, no one called for that. No one said that it was how political violence was necessary. Literally nobody said that. By the way, Steve Scalise, Rand Paul, Brett Kavanaugh, the Prices Pregnancy Centers, some churches, they were all unavailable for comment. Just, hmm. Oh, my gosh. And then this was, oh, this was the other good one. So this is audio soundbite nine. He doesn't apparently know who's running for, uh, an office in Pennsylvania. He has no idea. So he was uh, talking about John Fetterman, uh, who's running for Senate, right? And then he was also talking about uh, Josh Shapiro, who is, what, is he running for governor? Yeah. yeah. No, sorry, attorney. Uh, the, yeah. So he ends up, this is his state, right? Isn't he like, I'm Pennsylvania, I'm Scranton. I went to the pool in Scranton and all the... I had I, I, the black children petted my leg hair. He said that, not me. Okay, for real, he did. It's been animated. I don't know if you've seen that. It's hysterical. Listen to this because he has no idea where he is. Please, please elect the attorney general of the Senate. <laughs> elect that big old boy to be governor. Deer and bear and Kevlar and that big old boy. Okay, there, there, there you go. He has no. Yeah, yeah, he has no idea what to, He has no idea what's going on. None at all. But he was. He sounded pretty uh, hateful, and he would just start yelling randomly about things during his his address. He would just start randomly yelling about stuff. 
As ransomware and other cyber attacks continue to sweep the nation, traditional antiviruses continue to fail as they cannot detect new malware and ransomware. And that's because they operate off a blacklist. And many of these antiviruses are made in the same foreign countries that the malware originates from. PCmatic is the only solution that is 100% made in America and uses proprietary whitelist technology to protect against all known and unknown cyber threats, including ransomware, malware, identity theft, and nation-state attacks. PCmatic protects homes and businesses of all sizes. PCmatic also makes your computers run faster by performing automated maintenance and system optimization. Protect your devices with an American-made cyber solution. PCmatic is just $50 for five devices for one entire year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Act now and receive $5 off your entire order of PCmatic protection by visiting PCmatic.com Dana. Again, to protect you and your family from ransomware, malware, and other cyber threats, visit PCmatic.com Dana. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. I don't got this one on my list, but it should be in your hearts because, you know, parents like to do all kinds of activities with their kids, right? You got uh, father-daughter dances, mother-son stuff. They go out and have, you know, go see movies. You know, you always do stuff with your kids. I don't know about getting arrested in your front yard with your kid, though, but that's what happened to 38-year-old Mark Dandridge and his mother, 62-year-old Venetia Berry. They were arrested Monday morning in their front yard after she fled an attempted traffic stop, and then her son interfered with a deputy trying to arrest her. So a deputy spotted 62-year-old Venetia Berry driving a truck with the wrong license plate attached. She would not pull over when they tried to make a traffic stop. So she ultimately stopped at her home in Crestview, and it appeared she was going to flee on foot, and so they tried to take her into custody, and then her son, Mark Dandridge, decided to Leroy Jenkins out the front door, and he apparated into the yard, approached a deputy in a hostile manner. They both got arrested together. What a fun mother-son activity, getting arrested together. Check that off your list, I guess. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. Are there mismatches in qualifications uh, versus what's actually available? Is some of this, you know, deindustrialization and the shifts, um, meaning that we have people who want to do certain work, but it's just not there? How much have, have changes in those two, I guess, trends, you know, the nature of the of, of available work? I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.